You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, peppy, peachy, and perceptive party pals. (laughs) Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode seven, and of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and along with me are our extremely excellent, exceptional, and eccentric <laughs> expert co-host contestants. Woo! Yeah. And we have... I'm Colin. Dana. I'm Chris. Yay! Chris is back! I'm back! Woo! Yeah! Yay! So Chris is back with us today, and uh, the, the gang's all, all back together, and our team is complete. And uh, speaking of which, I'm getting quite a bit of mail from listeners asking For me us, to come back. <laughs> yes, and, yes. And I'm th- and you're thank here. you all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're also asking us for our uh, personal tips and strategy when it comes to pub trivia. Because uh, Colin, Dana, Chris, and I have been on a pub trivia team for the past three years. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, we've come up with our own kind of um, house rules and tricks. Right. And I, I, it's good for us to share some of our uh, air quote secrets, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit. In case you're looking to now, start your you, own team yeah, know, and rip off our trade secrets. Yeah, exactly. If you're one of the teams that competes against us and you're listening right now, <laughs> yeah. please Turn it disregard off. Yeah. all <laughs> I mean, it seems like our most basic rule you always have is like, don't censor yourself. Yeah. Like, it's it's like the first rule of brainstorming. Like, no matter how stupid or fleeting a thought in your head, just get it out because it may spark a thought in there, somebody else's. Oh head. yeah, there, yeah. Well, there were, well, first of all, there were so many instances early on when somebody would say, "Oh God, I was thinking that, yeah. but I thought it was wrong, so I didn't say it." Yeah, and it's like, no, you yeah, say everything, everything you think, and and as you kind of said, like. Even if you don't know the answer, if you know something about the topic that's yeah. at hand, just start talking about it. Because, again, that might jog somebody else's memory and be like, oh, it's not that, but it is this. Right. Thank you for saying that. Like, that's happened to us so many times. Our other – actually, this is really helpful – is um, always go for the more topical. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with current events, yeah. right? I, th- I think certainly, like in you know, in, in bar pub quizzes and things like that, mm-hmm. where they're yeah, you know, if you're down between two, what what teen singer Justin Bieber was just in the news a week ago for something? Go with Justin Bieber, right? Because they've got to find these questions somewhere, and they're probably just searching through the news of the day, yep. and yeah. maybe they don't use the news of the day, you know, that that's that article, you know, maybe it's not the point of whatever article it was they just read that popped up that day, but they might go, oh yeah, Justin Bieber, and they might go find some factoid about Justin Bieber and write that into a question too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our internal term for when around turns out has questions that, you know, somehow we all know from personal experience. Mm-hmm. We actually hope for <laughs> that's our best case scenario. We call that a slumdog millionaire round. Yep, yep. So we're always like slumdog millionaire, slumdog you guys. Millionaire, Every question. <laughs> right, right, right. Relates <laughs> to our... you know, it is to keep our spirits up and to realize that, you know, we could go into this last round. Uh, and slumdog it, you know, and just know every single hard question <laughs> yeah. for some reason and yeah. win. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like just always remember, like, you know, let's 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 keep our spirits up here because we're only one round away from winning. I think our our team in part, I don't know, maybe other teams feel this way, but I think our team in particular, we we, we have a tendency to overthink things. And I, I I mean, my gut is that I feel like we do better in the harder rounds than we do in the earlier rounds, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a quiz where the the questions get harder and easier. Try, you know, gauge your answer. You know, first question in the very first round. round 
one. It's yeah. not going to be a trick question. It's not going to be something too complicated. Right, yeah. But when it's they're, also... still tra- they're still trying to get the people who are drunk at the bar interested yeah, in exactly. playing oh, pub yeah. trivia. So it's going to be easy. In and that's what it's like in our trivia. I mean, really, you have to yeah. learn your trivia. You know, you know, what are these people who put these questions together like? How do they structure these quizzes? How do they us? think? Yeah. Get in our their heads. Is, our thing, well, you know, our thing is uh, stacking. Right, and this is our mm-hmm. this is our internal term for if you've got a a picture of somebody and you can't figure out who it is, and it's, it's one of two people, and one of those people has been referenced in the quiz before. Right, go with the answer yep. that's been referenced in the quiz before. Yeah. just and and this is only for us, only at our particular trivia night, where we have found that they will have a thread that runs through all of the different rounds. Certainly, yeah. Over mm-hmm. the course of a few weeks, they tend to be clustered. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's and the the general takeaway from this is to just. Watch out for how these quizzes are structured, the, the people who do them. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start off the show now with our general trivia quiz segment, which is Pop Quiz Hot Shot. And here I have our random trivial pursuit card. We got our barnyard buzzers ready, oh, yeah. everybody. And we yes. have to wait until you finish the question, right? Yes. Yes, okay. let's do our best. Okay. Blue Wedge, <laughs> what country granted independence to Madagascar in 1960? Hmm. Huh. Did not know this. Whoa. Colin. I'm going to guess France. Yes! All right. How did, you, how did you figure that out? Well, I just knew that France into the 50s, 60s had, had uh, territories or colonies. I don't know what the term they used, but in Africa. So that was that was sort of my guess, yeah. Awesome. I was going to say DreamWorks. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Pink Wedge. How are Access Hollywood host Billy Bush and George <laughs> W. Bush related? Oh, man. Um... Dana. I'm going to guess. I think he's the nephew. Billy Bush is the nephew. Incorrect. No. Oh, that's wrong. They're on... <laughs> okay, they're second cousins. They're, they're cousins. Oh, uh, okay. So right. I guess you're right. Grudgingly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give you that point. Um, Yellow Wedge, how many King Edwards have ruled Britain? Oh. I'm going to guess three. Incorrect. Two. Incorrect. <gasps> Just give me a number. <laughs> Five. Incorrect. How many is it? Eight. That's Eight. Tough. Oh. That's a lot. That is a lot uh, of Edwards. That's, that's a lot of Edwards. Right. That As Ed- immortalized in the song, I'm Eddie the Eighth, I am. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Purple Wedge. What book inspired the Disney attraction Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which is the best ride? Uh, Wind in the Willows? Correct. Yeah. By Kenneth Graham. Uh-huh. Oh, well, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't ever know that. That's a fantastic ride. <laughs> yeah, it was. I love it. I love it. I remember. I remember being it? so young that I was scared of that it was, ride. It's yeah, scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to hell. You die in a car crash and go to hell. It's the talking and animals that die. Hell. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Dana's least favorite ride. Yeah. <laughs> talking animals. Hell and anthropomorphized yeah. animals. <laughs> All right, Green Wedge Science. A lab to produce what illicit drug was discovered in 2000 in an abandoned Kansas nuclear missile silo. Chris. Crystal meth. Incorrect. How is it not crystal meth? You were so sure. Colin. Uh, MDMA, ecstasy. Incorrect. Mm. LSD. Correct. (laughs) 
It's all trippy and stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's a trippy place Kansas to do that. Kansas nuclear missile silo. That was a weird card, man. That was a weird <laughs> Trivial Pursuit card. Okay, last orange oh, question. One, one it's more. Getting, it's getting right. weirder. What is a literal translation of karaoke? And <laughs> it's a multiple choice. I'm just waiting choice. for you to... Yeah. It's a multiple yeah. choice. Empty all orchestra. Right. Empty orchestra. Yes. Oh. I, I didn't have to say. Like, okay. <laughs> embarrassing singing. <laughs> yeah, what are the other two? Embarrassed business. The choices are uh, empty orchestra, uh, tiny voices, or drunken singer. <laughs> that one. That's how I do it. All right. And now we have our Kickstarter backer questions as well. And this one is from Across the Pond, oh. Ben Ooh. and Freya Hall from York, UK. Right. And their question is, what is... Pogonophobia. The fear of what? Pogonophobia? Pogonophobia. And that's spelled P-O-G-O-N-O-phobia. My goodness. Dana. Not having a pogo. (laughs) (laughs) Or fear of mosh pits. (laughs) Fear of mosh pits. Uh, Yeah. Sadly incorrect. uh, I I have no guess. I don't know. It is the fear of beards or facial hair. And the the, the trick thing about phobias or or all of the phobia names is they're actually not Latin or Roman language based. It's Mm -hmm. completely Greek based. Uh. So the fear of heights is acrophobia, not altophobia. Yes, okay. So, you know, the Greek words are a little trickier. So Pogono is, is, a, a, Greek Pogono for, is a Greek for a beard. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's huh. a good one. Ben said that he learned this uh, phobia in a games review in Amiga Power Magazine. Nice. <laughs> wonder what game it was that yeah. mentioned it. Okay, our second backer question is from Amber Thiessen from Redmond, Washington. And her question is, the food additive ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid which is known as edta mm-hmm. is used in sodas to do what my hint is the soda being the key oh, clue okay. oh. and where do sodas come from oh where do sodas come from where do they come from or where do sodas <laughs> well when a mom yeah, soda and a daddy gonna... soda love each other very much they make a baby soda yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one of those little small pint sized cans That's the little right. or the eight yeah. ounce cans baby sodas I, I well I think I'm off but I, I I knew that they put in an additive in some root beers to make them frothier but I, I guess that's not what you're going for <laughs> you said frothy <laughs> no incorrect does it does it keep the carbonation from leaking out or does it incorrect mm. where do sodas usually reside on my shelf yeah at the grocery store <laughs> where do sodas usually yeah like what what is their container in, oh, in a oh can. in aluminum oh so is it react it, <laughs> is it the lining or something that keeps it from reacting with the aluminum? Well, close. So it is uh, specifically to trap metal particles in food. Oh. And so Amber uh, wrote in and saying that she she learned about this because she was uh, enjoying some canned beer that didn't use EDTA and you could taste the metal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so EDTA is basically to remove or to lighten, wow. I guess, the That's, metal I like flavor. That. All right. Huh. And uh, Amber's interesting fact uh, is that 
uh, Amber has survived a tornado, a flood, and a fire. And oh, now, come uh, to California. Now yeah. Amber's waiting for a earthquake, volcano, and hurricane. Right. I think mm-hmm. if she gets an avalanche on her punch card, the next disaster is free, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Six disasters get yeah, the yeah, next yeah. one free. All right. Good job, everybody's brains. Uh, that was a that was a very eccentric uh, yeah. motley crew of <laughs> yeah. questions. Yeah. Have yeah. we ever gotten a backer question right yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've gotten a few of them, right? Oh. You guys are good quiz masters. Yeah, they are. Part. They're awesome yeah. questions. Um, so it's time for our topic of the week. And our topic uh, today is all about advertising, ad campaigns, and commercials. to you by Mountain Dew <laughs> Code Purple and Jack Link's Beef yeah. Jerky. Yeah. No, I'm totally no these are really not brought oh, to us by no. those products. No, yes. no, yes, not at are, all. But if they do want to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Code Purple does not exist. Uh, man, uh, God, so this is this is a pretty giant topic. God, where, where should we start? I guess it's always more fun to talk trash. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about like maybe the big snafus or the failed attempt at advertising. Yeah, failure is always interesting. So in the 50s, 7-Up decided to try to market itself as baby food. They said, well, kind of. They said that their ingredients were so pure you could feed them to a baby. <laughs> and uh, they rec- in their picture, they had an uh, 11-month-year-old drinking it as if it were a bottle. And they said, oh, for your toddler, you can do uh, 50% 7-Up and 50% milk and make a bubbly. <laughs> oh, no. Just right in the yeah. bottle. <laughs> yeah. It didn't last. It didn't. <laughs> no, no, I no. can't imagine so. So you're no. telling me a product that uh, contains a lot of sugar and gives your baby gas that didn't last? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> mix it, mix it with milk too. No, and your baby messed up on sugar. <laughs> yeah. My question is, well, I mean, Seven Up is a, is a lemon or it's acidic drink. Mm. When you uh-huh. make mix it with milk, doesn't it curdle? Uh, I think it's only if it has like real actual lemon or lemon yeah, actual yeah, 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 I mean, artificial yeah, lemon. and no, no diss to this fine people at 7 yeah. Up, but right. yeah. Plus, I, babies, they don't know. Yeah. You know, the milk is curdled. They don't, babies they, have no purchasing power. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very soft cheese that's formed. They can eat the curdles with their. It's just squeezed out of the bottle like toothpaste. It's not 7 Up cheese. That's our next project. 7 Up and milk. So, drink your chew. <laughs> Young boy choked on Seven Up. <laughs> seven up so that campaign didn't last. Then it sounds oh. like <laughs> big Thought surprise. Yeah. You know, at least I remember when I was growing up, hearing from my parents that you know the, the Edsel, the Ford Edsel, was just synonymous Wait. with failure. What? What? Ford? The Ford Edsel. Oh, it's a. It was, it's a, a, it was a brand. Yeah, okay. right. It actually it was its own. It was a division, I guess, technically a Ford, and they had spun off a new line. But it's sort of widely regarded like even today as one of just the most colossal failures on many fronts of advertising and product rollout why well so you know in the 50s ford uh was facing a lot more competition from other car companies and they they really uh, i guess were under the gun to come up with a, a new a hit and so they decided to come up with a new mid-sized sedan they hired a uh, you know pr advertising agency came up with twenty thousand names 20,000 possible <laughs> names between them and the Ford staff. And some of these names now are, are hilarious. I mean, I just I'd throw a few of these out there. These are some of the proposed suggestions. For a car. For a car. That's 
right. The mongoose civique. Oh. <laughs> that's that's great. horrible. The, the Don't they cobra. eat snakes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the utopian turtle top. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds... That's urban dictionary. These sound like things yeah, that were translated from another language. Exactly. The, the pastelogram. The varsity stroke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's an urban dictionary. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an urban dictionary. If right, it isn't, right, it will right. be by Wait, the what, end of this podcast. What time frame is this? Like, what decade? Uh, so this was uh, early 50s, early to mid 50s. And they didn't think varsity stroke could be. They <laughs> no, thought, it was your baby was, seven up in the 50s. I know, it was so, a very innocent yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> and then, I, you know, there was also, this one was not bad, the, the resilient bullet. I think that was a pretty good suggestion. Oh, like but it. So it anyway, I mean, uh, they did a lot of uh, focus testing and research, and in one of the sort of the first missteps the, the uh, decided to name the car uh the edsel instead mm-hmm. which was actually named after uh, edsel ford which was uh, henry ford's only son mm-hmm. and this was a, a name that people this <laughs> he, was a name he, that he, people yeah. had specifically rejected during the focus testing yeah, you know, they said it sounded like some farm equipment or something like oh, that oh it does so you know they're kind of already off on the wrong foot by ignoring the product advice but anyway they, the whole thing was shrouded in secrecy so they were running ads you know for months and months leading up to it promising like the edsel is coming and they they would show you little glimpses of the logo, but they wouldn't show the car. So the whole thing was meant to be a suspense buildup. They would have blurry photos of the mm-hmm. car or the silhouette underneath a tarp or something that like that. It sounds like it might have been a little bit ahead of its time. It might have been. You know, the other problem was that the car itself was, frankly, kind of a lemon. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like they, mm-hmm. they had so many problems rolling them off the line in functional condition. On, on launch day, they only had 68 cars ready oh. to sell. This was nationwide. Now, this sounds like a car unicorn. Yeah. Did it really exist? It rolled oh, out. Oh, people bought them. And people really? bought some of them, yeah. Um, did they sell all 68? Oh, they probably <laughs> right. did sell all 68. Okay. But it was a lemon. I mean, that was essentially uh, what it was, was wrong with the Edsel, right? It was I mean, a lemon. It, just, it cost yeah. a lot of money. It was ugly, you know, so it rolled yeah. out. And because no one had been able to see it, they're kind of taking a gamble oh. and hoping that people would like it. Yeah. The critics said, so, you know, it had one design feature that they still talk about today. They call it the, the, the horse collar, or it was like an impact ring on the front <laughs> of the car. <laughs> and dictionary. if you Google, if you Google the Edsel, you can see this weird thing in the front. And people said that it made the car look like a Pontiac pushing a toilet seat. (laughs) Uh, Another reporter said it looked like an Oldsmobile sucking a lemon. (laughs) You know, I kind of like it. It looks like a cartoon vampire car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and the irony is that it did have some good features. It was was one of the first, if not the first car, to have standard uh, seatbelts. But that was an uh, an optional upgrade at the time. (laughs) But that was like a turn off at the time because at the time yeah. people were rejecting this idea that uh, you had to wear seatbelts. Yeah. They were like, I don't have to wear seatbelts. Like, you don't know me. I could have a cocktail in the morning. And <laughs> <laughs> so it had some good features but it was just doomed to success. I mean, they, they didn't listen to their focus testing. They spent $450 million in 1950s. At that time. At that time I've read estimates that that's over $2 billion Whoa. in today's money. Oh. Essentially down oh. the drain and they pulled the plug uh, about two years later so on the car. what do you bet they named it after the owner's son just so that way their project wouldn't get killed even though it was sucking really fast. <laughs> like, like, right, right. I think he was long dead at the time. Right? Yeah. Henry and they're Ford's like, yes, he was. Well, and, and apparently Henry Ford II didn't didn't want that name even, I guess. Hmm. Um, Wait, yeah. Henry Ford II 
His son's name was Edsel? Henry Ford II, I believe, was Henry Ford's grandson. Grandchild. So, because, yeah. Yeah, so his son was Edsel. When you right. get named Edsel, you're like, listen, <laughs> how about I'll just name my child after my father instead of myself? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, gonna... I'll do for my child what my father couldn't do for me. Really? <laughs> Henry Ford had one son? That's because the others, when they were in the womb, heard about the fact that their big brother was named Edsel. They were just like, they strangled themselves at the yeah. umbilical cord. Dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> weird fantasy. So Happy thoughts, yeah. Happy thoughts, basically associated with the right and simple. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say this is a a failed ad campaign, but it was it was kind of unfortunate, and not a lot of people know this. So obviously there are a lot of instances of using movies as like a giant ad vehicle, right? We've seen it in Top Gun increased what the Navy recruitment by zillions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The Wizard uh, from back in the day, Power Glove. I wanted that so bad. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) In in Super Mario Brothers three, do you guys remember? The original, the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, of I, course. I do course. remember this movie. Yes. Of yeah. course. But love it. Classic. So yeah. 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 You know, everybody loved it except yeah. for that one creepy tunnel scene. Yeah. <laughs> I said good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. So, not a lot of people know this, but that movie, the 1971 starring Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, was actually a marketing vehicle for candy, to sell candy. Now, so what happened was, uh, going back in the beginning, you know, it didn't really work out so well. The movie's great, but the, the history of the movie, um, Quaker Oats was in talks with um, a, a movie producer, a film producer. His name is David Wolper. Quaker Oats was trying to release a new type of candy from one of their candy subsidiary. Mm. And David Wolper, the, produ- the producer, convinced the company who had absolutely no experience in filmmaking <laughs> yeah. or that entertainment that, at all. Exactly. Or yeah. that scale to back the film entirely. So the movie wow. was funded entirely by Quaker. Quaker. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so not only that, they also had to buy the rights to Roll Dahl's original book. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just for the pure purpose of promoting Quaker Oats's new, and they named it the Wonka Bar. Oh, mm-hmm. so... Okay, so I, I always wondered about that. I mean, I remember as a kid having the, I mean, you know, the Willy Wonka candies. Right. Nerds. Right, and I just, I think I had assumed it was, you know, So that was to... actually after. Ah. Um, because eventually the, the Wonka candy company got sold to Nestle. Ah. And then they made nerds, they made, you know, other stuff. Everlasting so what, Stopper. So what, what candy did they release uh, with the movie? So they're trying to time it so that when the movie would come out the the candy the, sure. the Wonka yeah. bar um in 1970s would also come out too but the the bars were released in stores but there was a giant production recall because the bar tasted like well a fat German kid <laughs> fell in the chocolate river. <laughs> it tasted horrible, and they had a, a recall. So really, when the movie came out, maybe if you're lucky, you got a gross candy bar out of <laughs> Oh, I've got the golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's weird because, I mean, obviously, Quaker Oats was trying to try something new, and mm-hmm. they couldn't make the bar tasty enough to, to meet expectations of, of, of the movie. And that's also the reason why... Um, the original book is called 
Charlie. Charlie. Yes. And the right. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, right. they, they oh is that the name switch? Uh, yeah. To Willy Wonka so for the movie. So to get the Willy Wonka brand out there. That makes Completely. sense. Now, quite, it's now, it's almost like frankly, reverse product placement. Now, the, the and that was actually smart. Roald Dahl was not a was not a master of branding because he, <laughs> because you you name the thing after its most interesting central character, right? You know, so I mean, the fact that movie, you know, that what's interesting about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the character of Willy Wonka. He's so yeah. crazy, right? I guess. But, although I had heard that he wasn't that happy oh, with the he movie. Was, he, be, he was very disappointed. Oh, I bet because that. Well, I mean, like the, exactly what you said. He, in his eyes, Charlie was the main character and the movie didn't didn't uh, pay attention more to Charlie's uh, very backstory. true. Yeah, Charlie was just sort of Charlie was just sort of there, you know, advancing yeah. the plot along. Right, right. Charlie was Charlie was like the the cipher that the viewer, you know, the, mm-hmm. he was the know nothing that the viewer yeah, could kind of yeah, go yeah. along with, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, in the book, it was really Charlie's journey as the as the yeah. main character and being such a fantastic person is what got Charlie from poverty to to riches, right? Right. Right. Yeah. right. They they lucked out getting Gene Wilder. I mean, I it's I yeah. Can't imagine yeah. anybody else. Well, yeah, that, that was that was the, the the crazy thing is that's the other reason why uh, Roald Dahl was really disappointed with the film was because all of his picks oh. for uh, playing Willy Wonka, um, the producers and, and the oh, really? film team did not oh. listen to, including uh, one of the old Doctor Who actors. Oh, oh, oh he could have been Willy Wonka, right. sure. But they went with a popular American yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actor. Yeah. But that's, that's yeah. really interesting. The yeah. movie's very good. It is. It it it, it departs. It departs yeah. in everywhere from the book as much as it possibly can. And it's, what's interesting, of course, is the Johnny Depp version is actually much more true to the book. Mm-hmm. Very very close to the book from the title, mm-hmm. from the, the songs. poetry. Yeah. The Oompa Loompa songs are actually the songs that are in for all dolls. They actually took his ah. lyrics in yeah. the book and set them to music and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In in the spirit of advertising. The bar didn't make it, but the movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And now Wonka candy, and uh, there's even Wonka ice cream. They sell it oh. in upside down pints. Oh, you, no. the, the, yeah, the, so everything is printed upside down on the pint, and the cap is on the bottom. Oh, it's Wonka cool. ice cream. Is... What they really hit on was, well, how do you do? Because Wonka's candies are impossible candies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, that's the cool thing about the, the candy is that it's impossible for it to exist in real life. So instead of just doing chocolate bars and nerds and things like that, now they just try to think outside the box and do all kinds of crazy character, you know, or not character, but but flavor combinations. Presentations mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. 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 yeah or things yeah. that so change have, flavor. Yeah. 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 So upside down ice cream. And I'm whatever. waiting for the tomato soup and roast beef Gum. Blueberry gum. Yeah. <laughs> Dare to drink. Yeah. <laughs> I always found it very fascinating when I was a kid because I'd read all of these things, things like Uncle John's Bathroom Reader oh, or, yeah. you know, various magazines and articles and, and things about um quirky facts you might not know. And you always heard this stuff about when such and such company went to such and such a country, they would translate right. their popular advertising slogan, mm-hmm. and then this is what the translation would be. And so I, I decided for this, for advertising, we're going to research a whole bunch of these, and we'll talk about these. So the one that I always, always love to quote is um, that in China, when Pepsi was advertising oh. back in the 80s, um, <laughs> Pepsi was advertising back in the 80s, they had the slogan, come alive with the Pepsi generation. This was badly translated into Chinese, and the actual, what the meaning that came out was, Pepsi brings your ancestors back from the dead. <laughs> um, and then I actually had heard that they, they hastily changed it to something more like, come alive, you're in the Pepsi generation, uh, which unfortunately actually read more like, 
when you resurrect, your body will be made of Pepsi. <laughs> um, I had also heard that uh, Chevy had tried to sell the Chevy Nova uh, in Spanish-speaking uh, parts of the world. But, of course, Nova means doesn't go. Right. I've, heard, I've always so heard that I've, one yep. before. Yeah, um, yeah. I've certainly heard that uh, when KFC tried to translate its slogan, finger looking good, into Chinese, um, <laughs> it, it, it was translated into eat your own fingers. <laughs> um, Parker Penn apparently had a pen that said it won't leak and embarrass you oh um, yeah but they used in spanish uh embarazar which does not mean to embarrass you but to become pregnant the pen will not impregnate you oh. um, ha- has this been a problem and, 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 and this is a phrase that's that's actually come back and entered back into like american popular culture um chinese name of coca-cola they just took because what they do you know when they try to phoneticize an english language word into chinese uh is that they take characters that have the readings like coca-cola right yeah. and they put them all together but unfortunately the characters that coke chose read bite the wax tadpole <laughs> or something along those lines. Now, what's so now I had heard all of these, you know, before, and I wanted to do the research and find the absolute best ones. The really interesting thing that I found out about all of these things that you guys have you said you've heard before, yeah, you yeah. brought them up, yeah, yeah. is that every one of them is false. Uh, every every single one of these things that were presented to us is true is an urban legend. Nice. But they make Even, such good stories, Chris. I know they sound so great. Even the Embarazar pregnant one, like it sounds really? so perfect. No one can find any evidence of it. And people uh, are like, "Look, this company would not make such a dumb mistake like you can find somebody who speaks Spanish to right, translate right, the thing right. into Spanish." And also, like, being a being a Chinese Mandarin speaker, yeah, I can disprove yeah. two of those. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I didn't I I did not know that the vast majority of these were false. I, I had read about the, the Chevy Nova, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 I've told that story. Sense. I have told that story sense. as yeah. true, and I wish I could take it back now. My Spanish yeah. teacher told me. Yeah. That story. yeah. Apparently the Chevy Nova did very well. Yeah. In Spanish speaking. Well, yeah. So uh, yeah. The, the, the article that I read made a really good point. They said, you know, that it's even though those words separately can technically mean it does not go. Right. It's yeah. so colloquially wrong that they said it would be like an English speaking person not buying a dinette set because it said it was a notable dinette set, like notable, no table. No table. Right. right. It would be that level of ridiculousness. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, like oh, that is what it means, but it doesn't necessarily mean that people <laughs> would look at it and, and, and process that. I just saw a sign and it said kids. Exchange. <laughs> both words were together. Right, it's right. So, oh, I've seen that. Kids exchange. I've seen that. I've seen there is that. there is a fantastic there is a fantastic website a fake website called penisland.com yes and yes. it's like welcome to penisland.com where you can get all of your favorite pens Pen and there's like a picture of an island with pens on it it's wonderful oh now i get now it, you get it. <laughs> Ding. Oh, that's oh, great man. that's great yeah. i mean that's that's one of the best parts about trivia is the is the misconceptions and, next time yeah. your friend is like hey did you hear about the chevy nova you're like that's actually, actually. Well, actually, and then you lose a friend. <laughs> oh, yay. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's well worth it's, it. It's yeah. worth being yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick mnemonic break. And the mnemonic today is related to advertising. So handy because it's always asked in pub trivia and it's very, very quick. And now you can learn 
all the names of the elves oh. from Rice Krispie. Yes. That comes up all the all time. It has come up like twice, and, we and that's still a get lot. It wrong. Yeah, You'd be surprised time. how often we get it wrong with a 33 and a third percent chance. <laughs> yeah. So who's who on the Rice Krispie box? And here's the mnemonic. Oh, and just for our listeners who may not know, we're talking about Snap. Crackle and, and pop. pop. Right. Yes. So snap, crackle, and pop, three elves. You can only tell the difference by the hats or, you know, by, by the, the costumes they wear. There's a baker. There's like a music band leader one. Right. And another one who just has like a, like a stocking. He's kind of just more like generic elf. elf. Yeah, yeah. Like pajama hat. Um, so my quick mnemonic is <laughs> ginger snap, pop music, and crack of dawn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So ginger snap is snap, the baker. Oh, okay. Baker's okay. Bake, ginger right. snap cookies. Uh, pop music. Pop is the band leader. Okay. Pop so music. Music. Okay, pop music. And uh, Crack of Dawn, um, he's kind of wearing pajamas, so he's waking up Crack ah. of Dawn. Crack is the pajama guy. Whoa, that, good. That is a good one. So Ginger Snap, Pop Music, and Crack of Dawn. Hopefully. Did you make this up yourself? Yes, I yeah. did. Good job. <laughs> little bit of trivia. Um, in the 1950s, they actually added a fourth elf. Poochie. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop, coochie <laughs> Coochie pop yeah. His name is kind of close It's Pow, pow. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Snap, Snap, crackle, crackle, pop, pop and pow. pow So obviously Snap, yeah. crackle, and pop Are, you know, yeah. uh, represent the sounds So Pow is to represent the explosive nutritional value of oh, rice. God. This is so not me. describe food as explosive. Oh, no. Man. no. Explain, explain to me why uh, this did not work for them. Rules of three. Yeah. Rules of three. Yeah. Also, 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 explosive. Cares, ex- also yeah. nutritional value. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Pal is living it? under a bridge these days. Uh, it's, it's really sad. I was imagining an elf with a general hat on. Mm. Is that what he was wearing? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Like a little, uh, like, army, to little support army hat the war. or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the war <laughs> The, yeah. the war against bad nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's some other... There's also poop, who represents <laughs> how, the how rice helps you avoid colon cancer. <laughs> also, didn't really go over well with the kids. Do we have, like, a quota on poop references for no. each episode? No. Is it... no. Oh, okay. No, All right. We can, no. no, we can Sky's do as many as we want. Um, so other foreign names of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Oh. In Denmark, they're Piff, Paff, Puff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't live in Denmark. It's awesome. Uh, in Germany, it's Nisper, Nasper, Nusper. <laughs> Why is every word so much longer in German? I know. I always feel that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Well, I can't really come up with mnemonics for foreign languages. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, snap, you're on your own. Ginger language. snaps, pop music, cracking on for the English one. I like that. That's good. Good mnemonic break. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Awesome. All right, let's uh, go back to advertising. 
And I have a quick quiz, oh, ad <gasps> quiz, and I kind of broken them up into a brief categories. So get your buzzers ready. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> sing me the Toys R Us jingle. Oh dear. Chris. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Baba Oh, it's cheating. <laughs> Uh, lots of toys and other crap that I can play with. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz! I don't want to grow up, because if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Very good. Good job. What is the part that I'm missing? Um, I don't know. I actually don't. I just want to sing it. Well done. Well done. Well done. Toys R Us, formerly known as Children's Supermart. Huh. That's a good Back in the days. All right. Number two. Sing me the Band-Aid jingle. Chris. I am stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid's stuck on me. Correct. Bonus point. Can you sing me the State Farm jingle? Um, yeah. Like a good the neighbor, neighbor State Department is there. Oh, we can all do it. Yeah. So both songs are written by oh. Mr. Uh, oh, man. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Elvis Costello. I'm um, <laughs> just kidding. The State Farm Jingle and the Bandit songs are written by, oh, man, I know this. I have a guess. Um, Colin, guess. Is it Paul Anka? Incorrect. Mm. Is, is it, it Prince? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bob Dylan. I, I forget who it is, but. Barry, Barry Manilow. Manilow. Yes, he was a jingle writer. That's right. Yep. Wow. Barry Manilow. Barry freaking yep. Manilow. Man. Copacabana. Yeah. Barry Manilow. And I'm going to name a few ridiculous but real <laughs> infomercial products, and you have to tell me what product it is. Okay. Okay. The, the name, or can we say what it, what it, does. it does? Okay. Cush Support, and that is spelled K-U-S-H, Cush Support. <laughs> Colin. Is this one of the ones you put under your couch cushions to prop them up? Is that that one? Incorrect. Mm. It's, um... Oh, is it like a cush ball? Incorrect. What is it? It is an object uh, that you put for ladies to put in their cleavage while they go to sleep so that their breasts will not sag when they sleep on the side. What? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you place it between your boobs, yeah, uh-huh. and then you go to sleep, uh-huh. and it's supposed to prevent wrinkles. Oh my goodness! On your on your boobies. Wow. <laughs> right. Thoroughly tested, I'm mean. yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Most yes. rigorous Clini- scientific clinical trials. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Evaluated by the Food and Drug the Administration. The Breast Institute. <laughs> <laughs> Our next infomercial product is the Titty Bear, and that's spelled T-I-D-D-Y. Oh my. The the Titty Bear. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you put it between your breasts, <laughs> just just for fun. <laughs> and it's shaped like a bear, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a bear. <laughs> it's Yogi Bear's fantasy. <laughs> so it's more discreet, I guess. <laughs> I have no clue, Titty. I, I don't. I don't even know what the reference is. You guys never seen this infomercial? Titty no, bear? everybody, no. go YouTube it right now. If you're listening, go YouTube it. It is basically, you know. The, the, the commercial starts with tired of seatbelt burns or oh. seatbelts rubbing on your shoulder. Yeah. It moves so the seatbelt down. It was, yeah. It is. Well, yeah. It's it's a little teddy bear. And you that, grip it around the, the belt the strap, belt, right? Um, so your shoulder won't get 
I don't know, yeah. scars from seatbelts because right. that's so Cause annoying. Yeah. People I, slam I don't, on the brakes. Yeah, too. I still don't get the I name love, reference. My but. favorite part of all infomercials is when they show you using a good competing product, but terribly. Yes. It's like, can't open potato chip yeah. bags. Yeah. Like somebody just pulls the bag and, looks, and it's always in black and white. Yeah. And They're always the most incompetent one, consumers on the I planet. I saw one today for a, just a thing that like puts a nail into your wall. you know, by yeah. your, and, and it's just like, tired of those those yeah. sticky hooks and they pull a command hook off the wall and it takes like a square foot of paint off <laughs> right, when they right. yank it off the wall. Or they're using the Black hammer and, and there's like six hammer holes in the wall yeah, for a yeah. nail. No, no human has this problem. There's got to be a better, <laughs> better way. One. My favorite one is the black and white montage of this lady. <laughs> and it's in the, the, the VO was tired of stuffing that pizza in your toaster oven <laughs> and this lady's got a giant circular hole pizza pie. it's like an 18 inch pizza she's trying to stuff in the toaster <laughs> oh man so karen thank you very much for that and i actually have brought uh for my return a uh a product and advertising related as well i think we're going to be able to rush through this pretty fast i'm going to name the mascot or the uh, advertising uh, character. Love it, love and it. And you are going to tell me the product All that right. they pitched. All right. Okay. So if I were to say cool spot, you guys would say seven up. Yes. What? I would have said the that. Spot, <laughs> the spot? The seven up spot? Okay. Oh, geez. I guess I should have said that one. I didn't know his name was cool spot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know he had an, the, the one we're, in sunglasses. It's yeah. just the, yeah, the, the red the cool spot. spot right? The red okay. spot. All cool right. spot. Sunny the cuckoo bird. Karen. Uh, Cocoa Puffs. Absolutely. The Noid. Colin. Domino's Pizza. Yes. Jeffrey Giraffe. Uh, Looks like Karen. Toys R Us. Yes. Toucan Sam. Dana. Fruit Loops. Absolutely. Snoopy. Dana. MetLife. Yes. Nice. 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 Sugar Bear. Karen. Oh, Sugar Smash. Sugar. This, This is exactly what happened in testing, by the way. Sugar Smacks? Colin. It's uh, Golden Crisp. Golden yes! Crisp. Yeah. Precisely. You might be thinking of Honey Smacks, which had With some sort frog. of a frog. Yeah. Now, I yes. just have a very quick anecdote here for the uh, Golden Go Crisp. So when, when I was growing up, Golden Crisp was actually called Sugar, sugar crisp. crisp. Super, super Sugar Crisp. And I remember <laughs> watching so clearly, watching cartoons one morning with my sister, my little sister, mm. and a commercial comes on for Super Sugar Crisp. And she we call it to my mom in the other room. My sister's like, Mom, will you buy us some Super Sugar Crisp? <laughs> and my mom, without missing a beat from the other room says i'm not buying you super sugar anything (laughs) (laughs) and that's why they changed the name ladies and gentlemen all right here we go uh spuds mckenzie i need a specific answer karen budweiser light yes yes spuds mckenzie was the pitch dog for bud light yes um sunny not sunny the cuckoo bird but sunny s-u-n-n-y uh, Colin? Is it Raisin Bran? It is! Here's one from back in the day. Sprout. Oh, uh, uh. Colin. Uh, he was a uh, green giant, green right? Green giant. He was his yeah. little sidekick. Yeah. That's right. He was the scrappy dude Absolutely. to his Scooby-Doo. Uh, speaking of scrappy dudes, Punchy. Oh. Karen. Hawaiian Punch? Hawaiian Punch. Nice. Mm, nice. Charlie the Tuna. Dana. Uh, the... Starkiss. Starkiss. Another tough one in testing. I never understood that character. He wanted he wanted to be eaten was Mm. was the whole premise of that character. Absolutely. Why is he like a beatnik? 
he's like a cool tuna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like Charlie Tuna. Hey, um, Colin's gonna get this one. Morris the cat. Dana buzzed Dana. in first. Wait, is it meow mix? No. no. Uh, Colin. Uh, I think Karen had that okay, one. Okay, Karen. Friskies. No. no. It's a uh, nine lines. It's isn't nine it? lines. Yeah. Morris the cat, the finicky cat. Speedy, S P E E D E E. Colin. That was the original McDonald's mascot. Yes, sir. It was what? Speedy. Was he a clown? No, he was just a dude. He was yeah. a dude delivering you a burger. With like a little hat, right? Yeah, I think, just yeah. a little happy face. Just a little guy. It. Yeah. Wow. Burger. Wow. Fred the Baker. Fred the Baker. Oh. Colin. I is is this uh, is this the uh, Dunkin' Donuts? Guy? Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> most delicious coffee in the world. Uh, last one, Mr. Whipple. Oh, uh, Mr. Whipple, Colin. That was uh, Charmin. Charmin, yeah. toilet paper. Mr. Please Whipple, the grocery the store owner. Yep, that's right. Didn't want people oh, squeezing. Oh, he's not the bear. Charmin. No, no, it was an old man. It was a grocery. It was a. It was a crotchety grocery store manager because Charmin was so soft, people would come into the store and just squeeze just it. Just to squeeze just it. To, just to squeeze yes. it. This was and apparently a big problem. Was, yep. Yeah, in his store, and he said, "Don't I squeeze." I like the bear is better now. Charmin, full marks all around. The, the, Five points. Well, that was a good one. Yes. That was a good one. So we do have an ulterior motive of why today's show is about <laughs> advertising. And yes. We have things to advertise. Sell out with me. Oh, yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record companies only give me lots of money and everything's going to be all right. So I was up at uh, the Penny Arcade Expo in Boston a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you can right now go to wired.com slash game life, or actually you can go to twitch.tv slash wired game life uh, and check out the pan- the live shows that we did. Uh, I interviewed uh, game designers like Kim Swift, who was the designer of a game called Portal, and Jordan Mechner, who mm-hmm. was the designer of a game called Prince of Persia back in the day. This little game and, called Prince of Persia. Uh, yeah, game. and, and we, you know, we actually, it was my first time ever actually doing a live they were like daytime talk shows essentially where I talked to game developers and we showed game demos and we played we played audience games and so uh, go check those out it's, it's twitch.tv slash wired game life we'll bring you to all those and also uh, something that we do called Retro Game Roadshow, which is like Antiques Roadshow, but for old video games. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, that was a that was a panel at Penny Arcade Expo, and you can go to twitch.tv slash PAX, P-A-X, uh, and you can actually watch the video that we did of Retro cool. Game Roadshow. So I want everybody to check this out, because Retro Game Roadshow especially, if you care any little bit about old video games, and even if you don't, it's it's if you like watching Antiques Roadshow, you yeah. should check it, th- yeah. th- this panel out. We have no affiliation with Antiques Roadshow. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And our plug number two, Dana, we got big news. My game just came out. My iPhone, iPad game just came out. Woo! It's called Yay! Yay. It's called uh, T-Rex Tea Party. <laughs> and you're a little dinosaur and you run down the table and try to knock all the dishes off the table. It's yeah. a very little dinosaur in this game. Yeah. Well, you get bigger. You get bigger or it's a giant time. table. Yeah. 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 It's one of the two. I'm not sure which. They're really mean to you because your, arm, your arms are too short to pour the tea properly. Have a proper tea party. Yeah. yeah. You you always wanted to be fancy, and you you made this game. You're self publishing it. Yes, pretty much design, artwork, promotions. Yeah, uh, Dana's being humble here, but uh, uh, obviously she had some help. But it, it's a fun project to make. And I did a little bit of voice work. Yes. And so did my fiance Regina. So we're both actually That's... in this game as uh, teacups that get smashed to death. Yeah. So we're in there. So good job. Um, I mean. Yeah. We actually have jobs, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we do right. other things. We have our trivia. own shameless plugs. Yeah, <laughs> that was our shameless uh, plug segment, and hence advertising. 
And we have a final quiz segment. All right. Brought to you by Colin. Yeah. So, uh, again, keeping with the kind of advertising and uh, branding theme here, mm-hmm. um, I put together a little quiz. Uh, a little bit of a grab bag here, but all about products and branding and logos. All right. So, get your buzzers ready. In the Domino's Pizza logo, what domino tile is featured? Oh. Oh. Karen. 3 1. Close. Three, two. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong direction. One, it, it, three. Two, it is. Two, one? Dana is correct. It is the two, one tile. Two really? in the lower left, one in the upper right. Huh. And the dots actually represented the three. Pepperoni. Do- the three. <laughs> little pepperoni. <laughs> uh, they represent the three domino stores that were uh, in existence when they created the logo in 1969. Oh. And uh, apparently the original plan was to add new dots for each store. But oh, they, my God. They abandoned that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. According to the manufacturers of M&M's. What is the most common color M&M in a bag of average M&M's? I think that was Chris. Brown. Incorrect. No. Karen. Red. Incorrect. What? Yellow. Incorrect. It is blue. The blue. Wait, blue a, was a new color. Blue was a new color. Blue was added people, in. People I mean, by like di- it so much that it's no, in the distribution of a bag of M&M's. Mm-hmm. Blue, uh, according to M&M's, should be twenty-four percent of the bag should be blue. Oh, that's huh. these are their stats. So blue was added in. Uh... Karen, you look disappointed. <laughs> you're Karen's gonna run her own yeah. experiment. She's angry. I think it used to be brown. I want to say that yeah, maybe I'm just. No, I think I just. Yeah, it was outdated. It, it's so they retired tan when they brought blue back. Tan, that's right. Tan. right. They got rid of tan. This fast food franchise, uh, in many ways considered sort of the the originator of the Southern California fast food franchise movement, started in the early 1940s. Predates Disneyland and McDonald's. What fast food franchise is this? Chris. Hardee's. Incorrect. Really? Karen. The only reason why you're hesitating is I bet the other name, which is Carl's Jr. Correct. Yes. Oh, really? That's right. So what's the difference? Well, they, I mean, well, I knew they were the same they thing. They originally but... merged, I, I believe, but it re- oh, originally started by Carl Karcher uh, okay. in Southern California. That's right. Before huh. McDonald's. Not long before McDonald's. All right. In the 1990s. Uh, radio host Howard Stern helped make what beverage company a household name by frequently promoting it on his show? Um, Howard Stern helped Chris Snapple. That is correct. Yes, oh. yes. Howard, really? he is widely credited with, along with Wendy the Snapple Lady, mm-hmm. being one of the main reasons that Snapple became very popular in the 1990s. Did they pay wow. him, or he really? Oh liked no, it, it was a paid, it was oh, a paid okay. promo. But he he did always go out of his way to stress that he really did enjoy the product, and he he knew the or you know got to know the uh, the company pretty oh. well. Yeah, that's cool. What kind of cow is featured in the packaging and logos for Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Regular. <laughs> Just a regular cow. Karen. Holstein. It is a Holstein. Um, yes, correct. The, I was the classic say Wagyu. black and the <laughs> Wagyu. <laughs> uh, and we'll wrap it up here with this one. Specifically, what type of creature is featured in the Starbucks logo? Oh. I don't know specifically, but mermaid. Incorrect. Is, no. Karen. Siren. Closer. Closer. Dana, you want to take a guess? Well, now, now I was going to say um, starfish because there's starfish on her, <laughs> which is a creature, <laughs> a, a real creature. The creature featured in the Starbucks logo is a melusine. What? Which is a very specific type of because? siren with a split tail. Yeah. So if you notice, she has the two halves of her tail coming off to each side. And the, the original logo is based on an old uh, European woodcut. Huh. Huh. 
How do they reproduce then? Where where are the reproduction organs? I think well, that's beyond the scope of this episode. This is, yeah. All of this is tackled in the movie The Little Mermaid Two, yeah. uh, which, which no one's ever seen, but Split it has it. It actually has a yeah, no, it has a has a in depth fifteen minute long well, explanation hold of on. how this all works. Well, wait, 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 let's think through let's think through this. If if she has the fish part at the bottom, yeah, yeah, she probably doesn't have a womb. She probably lays egg cells. It lays eggs, yeah. yeah. But where where does it live? Is it between the, the split tail? <laughs> we need an episode so let me, on the okay, siren so let anatomy. Me, let me throw this one out there. Okay. If they lay eggs, why they got belly buttons? Oh, oh. boom! If so I maybe could drop my don't. microphone, I would. <laughs> All right, Melusine. Melusine. Write a letter to Starbucks right now. <laughs> All right, that's the end of our giant advertising episode. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you, the listeners, for listening in. You can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. We're getting a lot of awesome reviews. Thank you guys so much for overwhelming the support. Thank you, and bye. Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.